their offensive line, nicknamed the Hogs by line coach Joe Bugle, began to control the tempo of the game with a play called 50 Gut. Joe Jacoby and Russ Grimm, the two Hogs that time with the big blocks. John Riggins, the diesel getting warm. Drag up that diesel. Oh, um, um, um. Let's go diesel. Um. Good morning and welcome to a special Sunday morning edition of the 50 Gut Blog Podcast. Thank you so much for being with us. As always, I'm your host, Paul Williams, and I'm joined this morning with my co-hosts, Corey and Cliff. Fellas, good morning. How y'all doing? Got me up out my bed early, bruh. You know, I don't get up this early for nothing. <laughs> Football Sunday, man, you know, ready to get back to it. Right, right. Uh, feel good, refreshed, you know. Took Saturday off. Got to recover, so I'm feeling good this morning. I'm expecting it. It's good when I get this block red zone all day. Mm-hmm. It's the best. No stress. No, no anxiety. Stress. Just yelling at fantasy players. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, Leonard Fournette really ruined my fantasy day, so it looks like another uh, clean sweep of L's for your boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's a ruled out, right? Yeah, he's out. Let me uh, get to the waiver wire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you know it's a bad fantasy day for you when you pick up Deion Lewis and Robert Woods. I'm like, oh, oh. my God. Hey, Robert Woods. I think Robert Woods going to have a good game. Hey, if anything's possible, but I'm not keeping my hopes up. Nah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Because Diggs is out, too. Mm. Yeah, what, uh, Peterson on Watkins the whole game. Yeah, they will. And whoever has been – I can't remember that guy's name, uh, the other corner – but he's been getting torched. Yeah, he ain't obviously. good. Just so, know he ain't good. We know that. <laughs> Robert Woods is going to get targets. Yeah. I, I think he's going to have a good game. Well, he better because I, I'm starting Stephon Diggs, or I was done starting Stephon Diggs in four leagues, and now he's out. So, yeah. Mm. Well, maybe you should have picked up a better receiver on that team. <laughs> Adam Thielen. Oh, boy. Thielen. Hey. Oh, boy. I mean, he... Paul and I had this bad argument uh, <laughs> like a month ago. And I said that Thielen was better, and the other people were with. I was I was looked at like I was talking crazy. Frankly, I think it was a it was kind of a race problem. I think I think it was a race thing, <laughs> like straight up. I think if Thielen was black and Diggs was white, I think it would be completely reversed. <laughs> I swear, because because I think someone even said Thielen's not that athletic. When he really is like, no, like, like, well, mm. that, well, that's his foolishness. He's very. Athletic. I was like, because mm, mm, mm. you stereotyping these receivers, man. right? Come right. on, but Diggs is also like he like he John Jared vicious or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> but Diggs is also super athletic. Man. Diggs is a very good player. I, like I just think Thielen's better. All right, based on what I've seen. But whatever. Let's get to, let's get to right. Let's, let's, get, let's get to enjoy this football Sunday. Rest is off till Monday night. Uh, key. Um, showdown with the first place Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, so yeah, this game is pretty huge. I, I, I've been telling these guys that if the Redskins can get through these next three games with a two-on-one record, that it sets up for a nice late-season run to the playoffs. But the only condition is you have to beat Philly because you can't get swept by them because that, then the division is gone. So yeah, the division two- is not gone. I don't know if we're gonna say it's gone yet. Paul. It's not I, even November I, yet. I'm gonna say it's not even November yet. Man. I'm not ready to say that. It's I'm not, not crowning them. You but, can crown them. I'm not ready. But to listen crown to this. But, but, but feel me on this. They're gonna be six and one if they 
win tomorrow night. They're going to be six and one. We're going to be three and three. They were already swept you. That means that they pretty much have to just go five hundred, and we would have to go something like eight and two, just to to tie them. And that's not happening. Wow, you're already just. <laughs> But you're, I mean, he's giving, giving up on us if we the lose. Thing is, no, I, I'm not giving I'm not even, them. I, I wouldn't even give on us going eight and two. But there's no way they're going to five and five. Paul, the issue is that you're giving them a no. Yeah, why? But why don't you think that's possible? You just assume Again, that Philly's just going to walk out here and just run through everybody. Over Paul, the next two it months. is October, man. Yeah, I'm not doing that. Like it's October. I'm not. If you look at their schedule, uh, they have a stretch where they play four out of five on the road. Right, mm. late in the year, they go at they're at Dallas, at Seattle, mm. at LA, Oof. which I, which I know will essentially be a home game in the end. Is, it, tra- is it the Chargers or the Rams? The Rams, and then they end the season Oakland on Christmas, and the Cowboys. Mm. Like I'm not just gonna give these guys. Nah, I'm not doing that. I'm sorry. I haven't seen it. Like I haven't seen any team in the NFL this year that's good enough for me to just be saying. Well, you're going to win those games. No, like, I haven't seen anyone yet. Not at all. Okay, well, maybe that division isn't lost, but you're setting yourself up for a very, very, very tough stretch of, 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 of football over <laughs> sure. the last two months of the season if you get swept by the division leader who now has three games on you. Would it Fair make it enough, a little right? more difficult? Yes, it'll be a little more difficult. Am I ready to crown them? Absolutely not. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I'm just not doing it. Not when you have a secondary like the one I know they, they have. Yeah. Like, I'm just not doing that. <laughs> I refuse. Right. Like the Chiefs, the Chiefs have lost back to back weeks. Mm-hmm. Right. They lost to a Steelers team that looked like crap the week before. Mm-hmm. The Raiders had not played a good game since they played the Jets. Right. Raiders couldn't move the ball on offense till they saw the Chiefs on Thursday night. Mm-hmm. I don't think a lot of people would have picked the Raiders to win that game because none of these teams are that good. No. And that's just what it is. Like the Falcons last Sunday lost. To the Dolphins. No one thought the Dolphins were going to win that game. With your man, Jay Cuddy. Yeah, hey, Cuddy pulled out the W. What can I say? <laughs> with, with the Newport in his mouth, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, I, I just have a hard time just saying that a team is going to do X, Y, and Z because I don't think I've seen anyone this year that is that good. No. I just it, haven't. Yeah, but they're clearly the best team in this division right now. I mean, they're playing the best football of any team in the league. They might be right. the best team in the NFL, but they're playing the best football of any team in the NFL. But it's right October. But you say it like it, it, it's not, it can't be a season-long thing. What if no, they don't it, slow down? I, what if they no, play this all I, season? What if they maybe what if they play this all season? And what if we run the table? Like, what are we talking season? about that's here? A, that's a big if. That's a big if. First what if they first, play this all season, day. then what does it even matter? Then just cancel the season to win the Super Bowl. Like, that's what, you, that's what you're saying. If they play like this all season, then they'll probably win 13 games. Mm-hmm. And then there's no, then we might also not even have the podcast anymore because our season's over. But well, we're I not going to crown them yet. Not I, yet. I saw a team that beat a, a Giants team with a 60 yard field goal, and then the next week beat the Chargers by two points. I'm not going to sit here and say this team is so incredible just because they beat the Panthers last time. I'm, uh, I'm not, no, see, that, that you're putting words in my mouth. You said, Incredible. No. I never said incredible. No, They're I didn't the say class of the NFC right now. Fact. They're playing the best football Good. anybody in the NFL Sorry, right man. now. These are also facts. Yeah. Well, you know, it's I, don't also even, facts. I don't even want to call them the class of the NFC right now. They right. have the best record in the conference. You right know what's now. also a fact, class? Paul? Uh-uh. You don't get a trophy for being good in October. No. They've played six games. Participation. Congratulations. Participation, Participation trophy. 
<laughs> this is also the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah. We are not talking about oh, a team or well, franchise not, that has saying... ever been known to actually come through in the end. I'm not saying the Eagles aren't above a collapse because I, they certainly are. They were 3-0 last year and didn't even make the playoffs. What I'm saying is, back to my point, that this game tomorrow is huge. You, you, I, I feel like tomorrow is as close to a must-win as possible. Yes, oh, from 3-2. It's only October, but you, you're not, not only for the standings, but for just morale and not being swept. A must-win. What? <laughs> it's not a must-win. It's a must-win. You got to have it. I hate this league because every week someone says a game is a must-win. I mean, I personally feel like all 16 are must-win games. I'm not like, going to put more emphasis on this tomorrow week. than the one next week. Come on. Especially if you lose a game. If you're ever coming off a loss, they say your next game is a must-win. Every time. If we lose on lose tomorrow, everyone will say the Cowboys game is a must-win. But then if you beat the Cowboys and the Eagles and then you lose to the Seahawks, then everybody will say that next game is a must-win. Like, that is what is so annoying about this league. It is October. These teams have played six games. <laughs> like, I, like, like the Packers just lost their their season's over. Mm-hmm. Packers went from probably being the favorites. Yep. To their season being over. Yep. In the first quarter of that game on last Sunday, like so, I always say, it's a lot of football left, man. There's so much time left. All right. I. I sorry, Paul. That it's I disagree lot, with you. Well, no, 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 no. Hey, it's fine. You have an opinion. I have I just, an opinion. I just I think just... that you are – I think that you tend to be more fearful of the teams in our division when they're good. And any time a team in our division is good, you have given them way more credit, right? Like, you were very worried about the Cowboys last year. I told you all season. They'll just lose their first playoff game at home. <laughs> <laughs> Like, and I said that to you all year. Why they Shout out running, to A-Rock. They were Shout running out. the table. And I was like, well, it doesn't matter. Because their first playoff game at home, they'll just lose the game. Because this is the franchise they've become. The Eagles will end up going 9-7 and seven or something like that and losing the last game of the season and not making the playoffs. Because of the Eagles, they're a pathetic franchise with no rings. Yes. Anywho, let's get to the preview. <laughs> let's get to the injury report, man. Uh... <laughs> All right, uh, Ty and Shecky and uh, Josh Norman are both obviously going to be out, and Shecky's still dealing with a core muscle injury that kept, is going to keep him out two months. Uh, Norman had practice this week, but uh, you know, yesterday they ruled him out because he, he just a punctured lung, not enough of recovery time. They said that he practiced just fine, but it's just a risk to have him out there, so he's not going to be playing. Is Catalina out? Yeah, yeah, he's a concussion, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ty Catalina's going to be the out. The Catalina Wine Festival. The, the Catalina Wine Mixer. Catalina. <laughs> what? When did he get a concussion? I don't, I don't remember that. Maybe I getting off no, the bus no the Four Niners game. Maybe he took and fell. <laughs> I have no idea. Because he didn't play. So I don't understand. Let's see. What did he, what did he play? Like, extra point? Must have been. It might have been extra point. I don't understand when he got a concussion. But <laughs> that anyway. just tells you how awful football is. <laughs> if you can get a concussion and no one even knows when you got one because he played like two snaps. Hey, that was an, that was an aggressive point after attempt. Cliff. He had to handle that block. <laughs> that was big. All right. All right. All right. Obviously, the big injury report from this week is Jonathan Allen is going to be out for at least the next eight weeks, if not the entire season. He has a Liz Frank injury in his foot. Fellas, how big an injury is that going to be for this Monday night game versus the Eagles and moving forward the rest of the season? 
I mean, that's our first-round draft pick, man. He was having a hell of a year, hell of a start to the season. It's huge. I mean, obviously in football, you're going to have injuries, so it's next man up. But for the chemistry that he was building with Ioannidis, I mean, you could see it every week. Like I say, you don't see it every week in the stat sheet, but Jonathan Allen was collapsing that pocket. They were basically meeting at the quarterback every other play. So it's going to be time for the, the uh, vets, McGee, McLean. They got to step up because we're going to need them Monday night. It's going to be huge, huge loss for us. Yeah, that's a big loss. But I mean, next man up. Better. Liz Frank injuries are pretty serious. I had one. They take a long time to heal. I don't really anticipate them being back. Like when they said it was two to three weeks at first, I think I texted you guys and was like, wow, that's pretty impressive. Because right. I was in a boot for like two months. So, and obviously, I'm not in the NFL. I don't have, I, I didn't have professional training staff monitoring my progress, but. Those injuries are very serious. Definitely. Uh, as for replacing him, you can't replace a guy like that. He's a, no. he's a hell of a player. Yeah. But the Chiefs lost Eric Berry. That's all I have to keep saying. Like, I keep – like, they lost their best player in the first half of the first game of the season. And they're surviving. And they – you know. So, Anthony Lanier got a lot of – there was a lot of talk about him in the offseason. We really haven't got to see him play. Mm-hmm. Now he's going to get an opportunity to come in and contribute. man. Mm-hmm. I honestly expect him to contribute. I think Tom Sula's got these guys playing at a high level. Yep. Just about every single one of them. Mm-hmm. And losing Allen stinks, but that's the league, man. Yeah. Guys get injured. Yeah. It's, it, there's just no way around it. It's a tough injury to have this week. Uh, the Ruskins have been markedly better against the run. Right now, they currently rank eighth in the NFL rush yards per game, only giving 88. And a big reason for that was Jonathan Allen. Week one against the Eagles, uh, you were able to hold – LeGarrette Blunt to just 3.3 yards rushing. Uh, since then, he's averaged well over 5, 5.8 to be exact. So not having either tomorrow night is going to be tough. But uh, like you said, next man up, guys like Stacey McGee and Terrell McClain and Ziggy Hood and like you mentioned, Anthony Lanier, they're going to have to step up and, and fill a role next to Matt Ioannidis and help keep it going because uh, your, your rush defense can't go to crap because you lost Jonathan Allen. It has to be next man up. Right, and then on pass rushing downs, I expect to possibly see uh, Preston move inside mm-hmm, mm-hmm. a little more with Galette then playing more snaps on the outside. Like, definitely, this is why you have depth. Obviously, it stinks not to have him, but listen, we played last week without Josh Norman. We've had injuries on defense seemingly all year. Guys have been getting banged up since that Rams game. So. Left and right, dropping like flies. Right. Another big injury that we're going to be dealing with this week is with um, the kicker, Dustin Hopkins. Uh, went down last week with a hip injury. I think he, he heard it on the miss extra point, I believe. Did I hear that? Is that, is that when he heard it? Yeah. Jeez. Yeah, he heard it on the miss extra point. He's going to be out for this season. They brought in a kid from Texas, Nick Rose. Has never kicked in the NFL, but um, it's quite a YouTube sensation kick an 80-yard field goal in college. I mean <laughs> – who cares? <laughs> you, but you, you know what? You know what? I, I'll say this for Hopkins. Like Hop, we've had such a bad history with kickers here that the bar is very low. So when we get rid of kickers, like we got rid of Forbath because he couldn't kick anything over 45 yards and he couldn't kick, you know, get touchbacks. So then when <laughs> Hopkins got here, it was like, wow, his leg is so strong. But mm-hmm. Hopkins has been struggling from 50 plus. Yes, he has. He has been a little more inconsistent this year. I thought, obviously, you don't want to be switching kickers at this point in the season, but uh, as long as you can kick touchbacks and make your extra points, that's, I mean, I think this kid will have a lot of touchbacks. That's that's my biggest concern. I mean, 
I just don't want – let's just have the game not come down to a field goal. Let's just not be in that situation. I'm sure hey, he, has a, he has a strong leg, cool. What hey, do man, do? the Eagles should have lost – should have gone to overtime with the Giants. Oh, absolutely. They, they signed a kicker midweek. He kicked a 61-yarder for him to win the game. That's why when people are like, well, they'll just win, blah, blah, blah. Like, Pulse is like, well, they needed a 61-yarder to beat the Giants, guys. Like, you ain't that good. No. Sorry. Well, we – But their kicker stepped in and – I'm, I'm going to well, change the subject real quick on what you just said just because Redskins fans – we said on this podcast last week you can't apologize for wins and you can't apologize for wins. So you can't sit there and say that the Eagles are no good because they needed a 61-yard field goal. To we said the they were no good. Because we needed it. they were no good? You just said they're no good. One of you just said they're no, no good. No, I said they're not that good. <laughs> I said, hey, how good could you, like, listen, I feel like because the Skins are our team, we look at their wins differently than we do other teams. If we had to beat a team that's one in six, on a 61-yard field goal after we gave up, after we completely blew a lead like they did in that game, we would not be, like, this optimistic. That's all I'm saying. Like, we just wouldn't be. Nope. Like, you know our fan base. We wouldn't be. Right? And then the next week, yeah, we just wouldn't be that optimistic is all I'm saying. I think it's easier for us to be, to talk about other teams like this because it just seems like they're so daunting, but mm-hmm. nah. And if Elliot makes a 61-yard field goal, then so can this kid. Well, with that said, let's not have the game come down to Yes, let's please not have the game come down <laughs> Yes, please. 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 Under no circumstance. Please. Although, my man would have put, put that ball in section 133 and shit. Uh, <laughs> man, let me tell you something. If we beat, if we were to beat them on a 61-yard field goal, I'd be laughing at Eagles fans <laughs> for weeks. Absolutely. It would be nonstop. Nonstop. <laughs> Let's hope it doesn't come to that, though. Yeah. Right. All right. Uh, one more major injury. We all know that Trent Williams is – he. you can count him week to week. He's been injured for most of the past two years, whether it's a, a back or a knee or what have you. He's always going to be there on Sundays. Now things are getting a little bit hairy with that situation. Uh, a store reported last night by the Washington Post, Liz Clark tweeted about John. Uh, I'm sorry about Trent Williams' right knee and the ligament that holds his kneecap in the socket is going to need to be reconstructed at some point. It's about a five to six month recovery after the surgery. Uh, he's trying to hold up as much as possible and trying to get through a season. But guys, that's a that's a major major situation with his knee. That thing could pop at any time, uh, unfortunately, and. It leads to the question, should they sit him now and, and try to prevent him from major catastrophic injury, or should they let him go out the rest of the season and, and see if he can make it through? Because without him, you're not going to have tackle, especially with Ty and Secchio, you're not going to have any kind of tackle with him out. I mean, well, right now it sounds more of like a pain tolerance. Obviously, he needs the surgery, but if Trent says he's going to peak and play, he, they're going to put big 71 out there. Right. You're not, you're not going to keep 71 off the field. He's just not going to practice. I just, you took the words out of my mouth. It's just going to be less practice, more rehab. Less practice. And besides, I don't really think number 71 needs much practice anyway. Uh, obviously, it's weird because the impression we got after the Chiefs game was that the injury wasn't that severe. Yep. Right. And then we come back from the bye week. He can't practice. He's living around. I didn't think it was – I never got the impression that it was that bad. So, hearing that it is the way it is now, not of course it's worrisome. It's definitely concerning. But – 
it doesn't seem like the risk here is that his leg is going to fall off mid-play, right? Like, it seems like the risk is that it's either you play through this in the pain or you have surgery. It's one or the other. Like, mm-hmm. sitting out is not going to help make it better. Mm-hmm. It's not like if he doesn't play for a month, it gets better. It's one of those things like you either play or you get surgery. Trent, you know Trent's going to be out there if yeah. he feels like he can be out there. Absolutely. I, I just do you worry about a mid-game injury mm-hmm. or something happening and someone rolls up on it and then I get to put T.J. Clemens out there and then... The season's yeah. over. Yeah. Watch so. out, Kirk! <laughs> <laughs> so. T.J. Clemens' voice after being beat by Brandon Graham. <laughs> well, no, Trent's tough, though. Not to change subject, but how close is Nseki to getting back? Well, it was two months. Oh, and months. he and okay. he got hurt in the Raiders game, I believe, right? Okay. Yes. Got so it's it's right now it's generously a month. So okay. and, and that's for being generous because it was yeah. you still have a week off. Yeah. So Thanksgiving at the earliest, I, I would mm-hmm. guess. I mean, that was yeah. my initial estimation was Thanksgiving. So you're still a long ways off. Definitely. I mean, the rest of might want to consider looking at a, you know the street and trying to pick up somebody. I th- I think uh, what's your man's name from Jacksonville still out there? Who? Brandon Albert. He's still out there. Sign him as a backup. Let me tell you I something. mean, you're out there. <laughs> you're out there for a reason, you're out first there. off. There, there's, <laughs> Cliff, you're not going to convince me on this podcast today that an on the street Brandon Albert is not better than TJ Clemmings. You're not going to convince well, me of it. If he was, well, would he be keep signed? Right him, now? You keep saying he's on the street. You on the street, bro. He's an old lineman. Yeah. So you know he's not out here just like in the greatest shape of his life waiting Absolutely. for a job. Absolutely not. <laughs> Eating all the pulled pork. <laughs> all, all the, the ham hocks. All, <laughs> so, all the pig knuckles. Uh, now I don't know how I just if if that means you sign Brandon Albert and then he has to play left tackle next week, <laughs> we're in trouble. Then you're in trouble anyways. Okay. CJ Clemens is here. Does is TJ Clemens a good player? No. It doesn't appear that he is, but I don't know. <laughs> Trent, Trent, please play. That's all yeah. I can say. Uh, stay healthy, Trent. Or not even healthy, just stay on the field. If mm-hmm. you can. Yeah, no doubt. But injury report those every well. He every injury every way. So. Yes, he does. Yes. You got Rob Kelly Silver coming back. back. Rob Kelly's coming back full strength this week. He practiced all week. DJ Swearinger missed a day earlier in the week, but he's full strength. Yeah, you're pretty much full strength everywhere else at this point. I, Ryan Anderson was on the injury report earlier this week, but he's at full practice. I think the same goes for Mason Foster. Same thing with um, Nicholson. So you're look, going to this game down a couple starters, but you should be fine everywhere else. I know the Eagles are we're dealing with a few injuries, but they seem to be back to full strength now. I think they're only going to be missing Ronald Darby. There's a chance that he could be back this week, but I think they chose to sit him out. So, yeah, it's going to be a pretty evenly matched game. So let's go into – the preview of position by position. Breland, is Breland out? Breland's out, or is he game time decision? Game time, decision. game time decision. Game time decision. I I have to imagine that he's probably going to be out, right? Hey, he's practiced all week. They didn't rule him out. I, I, I mean, mean, obviously, it's going to be a tough. It's a tough injury to play with, but hey, he's still currently available. Yeah. Well, well let, I'm glad you brought that up. Let's talk about the, the Eagles passing offense against this wounded and wary secondary because you have a chance to be going in tomorrow night's game with just Baby Monroe, Quentin Dunbar, and Kendall Fuller. So I could see the Eagles trying to spread us out, put four receivers on the field, maybe even flex out Ertz a lot, try to like get some one-on-one matchups. 
which is a secondary that's just beaten and battered. So um, how can we slow them down? Do it. Please do that. Pressure. Please line up with all those receivers. Yeah. Because I don't think your receivers are that good. Nope. And I know we're down Norman and possibly Breland. But I'm like these matchups don't concern me. I'm sorry. Maybe I just dislike the Eagles that much to where I don't even respect them. You know what I'm saying? At, at <laughs> all. But Dunbar is a very Dunbar to me looks like a good corner. He's not getting as much respect as he should be. Like I think at some point we need to just on. be like this guy is actually he actually might be exactly a good player. exactly. I've yet to see him just go out there and get roasted. Nope. Since he's been switched to which is saying a lot because I even see good corners get roasted. I think it's a good matchup for Jeffrey. Mm-hmm. He's got the long arms, he got the size, yep. he can run. No one no one's receivers have come out here and torture us. No. Like I, so I'm more concerned about Ertz, but even that is like a you know. But we haven't been able to stop the tight end for 15 years, so we haven't. What's he going to go eight for 200? No, so no, we'll be no. all right. Just take care of the broken plays, man. Mm-hmm. When he's scrambling and Aguilar is going down, see, like I think player to player matchup wise, the receivers don't intimidate me at all. Not at all. Not at all. But the, the back end will get help by getting pressure up front. Mm-hmm. We get pressure up front, the secondary will look a lot better. I agree with that 100. percent Is it just I me? Know, I know he likes. I know Paul likes the receivers. I don't even. It's not. I'm not even in love with the receivers. I just know that if if Wentz can extend plays and you're already down your two top corners, that it can be a long night. Because I mean, not even Norman and Breland can stick with the receiver for six, seven seconds if Wentz is extending the play. So you better believe that Dunbar and Moreau aren't going to be able to either. So it's just a scary concept to deal with, you know. I guess, man. Pressure mm-hmm. up front. Get some pressure. Mac Hollins. Like, come on. Please come out here and spread us out. Tory Smith. I mean. Nothing against Tory, but. <laughs> I mean, nothing against the guy. He just. Uh, when's the last time that guy was a good receiver? Like, I'm sorry. I don't respect the receivers, man. Not at all. Okay. Your quarterback can make plays when he scrambles. You got a right tackle. You got, a good, you got some good offensive linemen. That no they doubt. do. Mm-hmm. But we ain't lined up against the receivers thinking, oh, look who's out here. Alshon Jeffrey might pull his hamstring on the first play of the game. Might do it in uh, warm-ups. Got hamstring made a Laffy Taffy. <laughs> <laughs> is it just me or, or is the thought of Nelson Aguilar a little bit more, like, frightening now that he actually learned how to catch? It's my guy. That is your guy. For, for as many bums as I've claimed on this podcast, you were all about Nessa Aguilar. And even after you went to the Eagles, you were like, oh, my God, he's giving me such a dog. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, they moved him into the slot, and he's doing what he's doing. Yeah, but with well, that said, most of his big plays are coming off, like you said, broken plays. When it's extended, extended to play. He's doing what he's doing? You mean catching the ball? He's doing his job? And plus, <laughs> he's, making, he's making people look awfully stupid in the open field, Cliff. We got to be honest here. He did it to Swearinger week one. Did last week. Listen, if that is your offense, and that's how your offense survives, is broken plays. Oh, absolutely. I'm with you. Then I don't respect your offense. Not at all. I'm just being contrarian here. But isn't that kind of like what the the concept, the idea of Aaron Rodgers is? Just like, hey, we're in the We're going to – yes, I'm not comparing the most talented quarterback of all time 
in the First same breath as Carson Wentz. Listen to me. Listen to me. <laughs> <laughs> but, but the concept, the, the idea of Aaron Rodgers is that he has the most talented arm of all time. He can put the ball in any spot. But you know what? If you let him extend that play for just one more second, then 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 is an appropriate amount of time for a defense, then he's going to carve you apart. So their offense, in a way, is predicated on the broken play. Okay. Okay. You're not going to survive like that. Okay. Okay, first of all, where do I start with this, Paul? Oh, my God. I mean, well, the Wentz and Rodgers in the same sentence is absolutely Okay. Well, I obviously don't mean it like that. I'm just saying. But they don't survive on broken plays. It's just that he can do both. He can do everything. When he made that throw to Adam was like two weeks ago, was that a broken play? No, of course not. Like he does everything. That was a hell of a again, game. Again, never. I don't want to hear his name brought up unless we're playing the Packers. Because <laughs> I don't think there's anybody that compares, man. I don't think anyone compares. That's just uh no, nah, I get what you're saying. It's just if you notice they get them early in games, they don't get them all game. Right? No. The, te- the, tre- the, the trend with them seems to be that they start fast. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen anything that says, like, this is some juggernaut offense. And that's the difference. That's why I don't bring up who you brought up, Paul. Because <laughs> if you notice, they start fast. They don't just, like, move up and down the field for four quarters on people. No 15-play, 80-yard drives coming from Wentz. So, no, no, it's not kind of like the idea of number 12 in green, the other green, at least. Hmm. No, there's no one like him. Mm-mm. Wentz is great at that, though. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah. But it seems to me like he does it even when he doesn't need to do it. So there is a give and take, and he fumbles the ball a lot. He also... He's going to throw some passes that should be picked off. Got to so. make the play. Make the plays. I'm not aboard this, this, this hype train. Nope. Not Clearly. Nope. No, because it's like, I just feel like they give us like these. <laughs> I don't, uh, I'm not going to say that part. Uh, no, no, I, no, I don't no, want no, people to no. get mad. It, it seems like we're given like these, this, these hype machines. Yeah, like they seem to like just want us to believe in some. Mm-hmm. Cool, like they just inv- not even invent them. It's just like some guys just get way more hype than others. Mm-hmm. I don't know what has merited all this Wentz hype when no one saw that guy play a single play in college. Not one. <laughs> I know I wasn't sure I don't know North Dakota it. State games. Yeah, I don't get it. Mariota won a Heisman Trophy. Gets no love. He doesn't get hype like this. Nope. So either this is East Coast bias or you're just trying to make me think someone's really good. And I see it again with that kid in Wyoming, Josh Allen. Who, by the way, stinks. Who, cl- who clearly stinks. Clearly <laughs> stinks. But they, they keep telling us he's good. Yeah. But why do they keep telling us this? It's almost like the music industry or something where they're just like trying to tell us that we should like Avril Lavigne or somebody like that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and it's like there's no rhyme or reason as to why you keep telling me someone is this incredible player. He started well. Kind of like they no told doubt. us uh, Gabbard was better than Cam Newton. Exactly. I don't understand it. Mm. And the funny thing is that some of the same people that told us that Gabbard was better than Cam Newton are the same people hyping 
Carson Wentz. Mm-hmm. They're the same people that are hyping Josh Allen. I don't know why they do it. Did they hype Blake Bortles too? Of course they hype Blake Bortles. <laughs> and then they come on TV and they're considered draft experts after they told us Blake Bortles was a franchise quarterback. Right. So, hey, he's playing well. But yeah, I don't think he's. Yeah. I mean, I think the, the key to tomorrow night is finding a way to just bottle him up. I mean, I, I, I could give a damn if he throws the ball downfield because I don't think he's the most accurate quarterback. In fact, I, I know he's not the most accurate quarterback. I think that our guy, me and Cliff and Corey's guy, Cian Fahey, but I, I know a lot of you t- uh, Twitter Twitter followers out there don't really like him that much. I think he's a little bit soft. Just say Twitter, you know Twitter trolls. Call them for what they are. Twitter they think trolls. he's soft? Why is he soft? Because they say he's soft because he always will block somebody when they disagree with his analysis. But his analysis no. is usually spot on. They just don't respect him because he's not American. So mm-hmm. what, what does this British guy know about football? But they don't say it to Mark Bullock. They don't say it to Mark Bullock. They don't say it to him. Here's the thing, man. If you don't want to hear somebody, what someone has to say on Twitter, that's what the block button is for. Mm-hmm. Everybody's opinion doesn't need to be listened to. I'm sorry that that hurts people's feelings. Like People have to listen to your opinion just because you have one. If I think something you're saying is stupid, I think I should be allowed to block you. True. I don't think that makes me soft. <laughs> True. Because I don't have time for stupidity. Right. No, I think what they say is he's, he's thin-skinned, not just like soft, just like that he's petty. I mean, and I'm not saying you're saying that what he's doing isn't petty because blocking somebody when they have a disagreement with you on Twitter is, I mean, kind of petty. I, I would rather just talk it out and have a discussion about it instead of just no, ending the conversation there. But, but why but, are you but, worthy of a discussion? Everything just, doesn't have to be discussed. Right. Especially when you're there just to troll. You know when the troll is being right. a troll. Well, no, because I see a lot of wrestling fans getting on his case because Fahey doesn't really like Kirk Cousins, and, and I respect Fahey's opinion. I, he knows more about quarterbacks than I do, and I'm not sitting here saying that he knows everything, but he presents reasonable facts. People just don't want to hear it because they're not fans of, of what he's saying about their quarterback, whether it be Wentz or Cousins or what have you. I look at it like this with Fahey. There are not many people breaking down NFL quarterback play the way he does it, right? right? He does not use passing yards, completion percentage, these stupid chops. To me, if you're using the same stats that people were using in 1950, then what are you doing? Like, mm-hmm. I don't understand why you we don't do that with anything else, right? It'd be like if you went to the bank and they pulled out a calculator. <laughs> like, like, you'd be like, we have moved on in terms of how we break things down right mm-hmm. it's yeah. it's like i like i said before it's a production versus performance thing so people like production so some people see cousin stats and they're like wow he's so great but just because you threw for 300 yards doesn't mean you played well like just because your or just because your completion percentage is 70 percent doesn't mean you were throwing the ball all over the field Right. right. It just doesn't mean that. Yeah. Well, you, Especially my, nowadays when people are just dumping the ball off everywhere. Mm-hmm. Right. Anyway, my, my point about Fahey was that he talks a lot about how Wentz throws a lot of interceptable passes, especially downfield. I, I know a lot of Eagles fans don't want to hear that and think Wentz is the best thing since sliced bread. And I, I, I will admit that I was wrong about Wentz. I think he's better than I thought he was going to be, especially coming after last year when he was rather pedestrian for most of the season. But I think if you can force them to throw the ball downfield, don't let them extend plays, then you have a chance at really beating them. But how do we make that possible? How can we bottle him up and keep him in the pocket and force him to throw that ball downfield and, and maybe get the balls in the hands of one of our defensive backs? Pressure. 
blitz them. Yeah. Get them down when you have the opportunity to get them down. Yeah, that's that's the one thing about Allen being down. It sucks because I mean, him and Inez were just put, collapsing the pocket from mm-hmm. the inside. Now mm-hmm. without him, maybe you're forced to blitz more, which puts your defensive backs in more precarious positions. But I, I, you're gonna have to. You, can, I mean, you're gonna have to get pressure on him and actually get I mean, him to the ground. So give and take. You got to take some chances because if you don't, like you said, he's gonna extend the play. That's the last thing we want to do is have Wentz extend the play. You got to get in his face, mm-hmm. knock the ball down, get your hands up. Kerrigan come through with a couple sack forced fumbles. Can we get a Kerrigan sighting, man? Damn. Thank you. I'm go- <laughs> Say it again. Can we get a Kerrigan sighting, please? Jeez. Let's ask Cliff. <laughs> hey, hey, you, you know what I say, it. man. Don't do it. <laughs> it seems like midway through the season, he goes into witness protection. He does, man. And I, I defend him all the time, but I need him tomorrow night. We need you tomorrow night. There are games that I feel like he's not even out there. I, I know what you're saying. So. He needs to step up tomorrow night. We need him tomorrow night. Lane Johnson should not be able to block 91 all game. Lane's a good player, but come on. Kerrigan's better. Be a playmaker. I saw a stat this morning. When Wentz and Lane Johnson both play at the link, the Eagles are 6-0. and So, uh, <laughs> just, just putting it out there. Just saying. Man, what To hell with that stat. Give a damn about that stat. No disrespect. <laughs> <laughs> Don't care about that stat. When Lane and Carson once played it, man, please. He's playing on Monday. Good. Please be out there. I don't want any excuses. Let's move uh, our attention to the Redskins' offense. Uh, last time this offense saw the Eagles' defense, they only put up 17 points, and seven of those came on a defensive touchdown. So the Redskins have a lot to prove going into this game. Uh, Last time they played, they really didn't have a, a, a lot of success blocking them up front. Rez has only given up eight sacks all season, and four of them were week one to the Eagles. And um, Morgan Moses didn't have his most impressive game last last time they saw the Eagles, and uh, Brandon Graham pretty much had his way on the other side of Trent Williams. But um, he's playing better. This offensive line is playing better. I mean, the offensive in, in general is playing way better than the week one. So how can they find some success against this tough Eagles defense come Monday night? It's well, the same team from week one, though. That's first and foremost. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, the game plan week one was similar to the game plan from last season. They haven't played that since then. Uh, so, they stunk week one. Yep. Straight up. Uh, passing, running, whatever. Mm-hmm. And even still, they had the, they were inside their 10, you know, to take the lead. Mm-hmm. And then, you know. We know what happened. It, but, but that's the thing, right? So Jim Schwartz is the defensive coordinator for the Eagles. They're going to blitz a lot, man. They're going to blitz a lot. They, uh, I think this time the necessary adjustments will be made by Gruden, though. Because mm-hmm. they were really aggressive with Kirk. And you, you even saw it on that interception late in the game. It was a blitz. Kirk wasn't comfortable. Like the throw, he just, he, because he'd been getting hit all game, it threw him off. Mm-hmm. So... I think Jay Gruden will have a game plan for this for these blitzes. And second time around, uh, I think they're gonna have a lot of success beating them. I expect Crowder to have a big game, actually. Yeah, lots of screens, things like that, getting the ball out quickly. Yeah, uh, they they gotta get him involved, man. Uh, four touches just is, is not enough for him. I know it's last unacceptable. Week, yeah, they got him on the jet sweep to open the game, and you, you think that it was gonna be different that he would actually get the touch the ball this week. Mm-hmm. And he'll catch three balls the rest of the game for a 
total of 15 yards. Mm-hmm. It's irresponsible to not have him involved. I know that there's only enough, there's only a certain amount of balls to go around and everybody can't get the touches, but this is a season-long thing now. It's now week seven, and he's barely been part of the offense. Yeah, but the offense itself is not. It just isn't. It's not what it was We last are year. not throwing the ball around. No. Whether, throwing it around to the running backs out of the backfield, but right. we're not throwing it around to our big-time big receivers. Take right. that what you for what you want. Like, why? I Listen, I don't want people to think this is like a criticism of the quarterback because I'm not criticizing the quarterback. I will just say, if you were on the outside looking in and you weren't a fan of the team, you would wonder why it is a team that once people think is so good, why is the team now so much more conservative? Right. I think that's a fair question. The offense is way more conservative. That game against the 49ers, that's a game where last season they would have thrown the ball all over the place. Yep. They were still super conservative last week. Mm-hmm. So I think these are fair questions to ask. Like, why are they being so conservative? And it's working. So what does that say? <laughs> you know what I mean? People can take from that what they'd like, but what does that say? If mm-hmm. you're running the ball every first down. Maybe the coach doesn't have the trust in the quarterback. And, and I think that started after that Eagles game. Right? Because the Eagles gave me strong. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Gruden says, you the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this game plan is gone. <laughs> <laughs> we run the ball. Yeah. Pick, yeah. That, that pick that he threw at the end of that game it was terrible. Was terrible. 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 And I think, I think it just made Gruden take a step back. And I appreciate him for that because I don't think Absolutely. a lot of coaches would have done that. Nope. And you know he's known as the pass-happy coach. Right. <laughs> for him to scratch that and go to the run game, thank you. Big ups to Gruden. No way we would survive this year with Kirk Cousins throwing the ball around 40 times a game. It's just not going to happen. Yeah, yeah. I agree with that. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. But can we, can we get some more snaps for Josh Doxson this week? I even played 19 this week. You know what, Corey? Say it again. Corey. Say it again. <laughs> can we get more snaps for Josh Doxson this week? 19 is not enough. And well, everybody knows the Eagles don't have many weaknesses on defense, especially on defense. But their cornerbacks are weak, especially with Ron Dabrio. I know we kind of you got to have some success on the outside. Absolutely. Go ahead. Go ahead. We we kind of discussed it earlier in the week. I, Gruden mentioned Dotson has been lining up at the Z. Pryor's been at the X. Apparently, Dotson's going to get more snaps at the X, which basically means Pryor is going to be spending a little bit more time on the bench, which should mean more opportunities for Dotson. So, I mean, you got to use him, man. He's an athlete. He's come on. Like, we, we've been over this every week on this podcast and saying, get Josh Dotson the ball. Give him an opportunity. 19 snaps is not going to get it done. So, Frankly, I'm tired of talking about it. <laughs> I am too, man. I, it's like beat a dead horse. But come on, man. At yeah. some point, they, they've got to throw the ball up to him. Give him a chance to make a play. Whether he comes down with it or he draws a flag, pass interference, it's still give him a chance. Just give him an opportunity. Well, be prepared for Corey's hot take at the, at the end. Prediction. <laughs> Because I know it's going to be a big game from Josh Doxson once again. Stay tuned, folks. Stay tuned. <laughs> um, not but even Jordan Reed. Yes. Right? Like these guys are not, these guys have now been re- resorted to becoming complimentary players. They're not a major part of the offense anymore. Nope. There's no way you could have told me back in July Jordan Reed would not be a major part of this offense right. in October. Yeah, you, you thought with uh, Pierre Garçon and Deshaun Jackson leaving town that 
it would only accentuate his 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 role in this offense mm-hmm. and him and Crowder. Yeah, exactly. Yes. But they're but we're three. But we're three and two. Oh yeah. If, if if I told you that in July, well, here's Crowder in Reed's numbers after five games. You guys would think that we weren't doing that well, right? And we're three and two. Mm-hmm. So, at some point, one of our receivers is going to have a big game. I'm just mm-hmm. I, I I wonder when it's going to be. Uh, hopefully, it's it's tomorrow night. But I don't think you can survive. No, nope. just throwing the ball to your running back. We're not. Yeah, I know we we talked about a lot on this podcast, uh, just Chris Thompson and his role and how that is at some point the chickens are going to come home to roost because you can only go to that well so many times. You, you got to imagine that the Eagles are going to be keen on Chris Thompson, which means it's time for you to get every other by any other players, sorry, involved. You can't, you can't just keep being all about Chris Thompson. Well, so I feel the same way. It, I mean, the thing is, we've been saying this for a couple of weeks now. We've been saying it for a, since the Rams game, basically. And no one stopped them. So it's like on one end, I keep saying this, but then he keeps putting up numbers every week. Mm-hmm. I just also wonder how many teams have a, a linebacker that can cover someone like that. Right. Well, you, you know, that he's, he's probably not going to see a better trio of linebackers, like pass covering linebackers in these three. I, I know that Michael Kendricks is, isn't really a great running, uh, I'm sorry, a great linebacker against the run, but he's pretty decent against the pass. And then you also have Nigel Bradman. Uh, Jordan Hicks, who are both very, very good sure. linebackers. I think they're good, but I think it's one thing to be a good linebacker in coverage. Mm-hmm. It's another thing to be a good enough linebacker to cover running backs of that skill level. With right? that speed. <laughs> right. Like, I think a linebacker who's good in coverage, like, these aren't Derek Brooks level. You would need to be like Derek Brooks to cover running Side backs line. that are these talented in the NFL. Because we're seeing more running backs that can come out the backfield and catch the ball. It's because you can't cover them. Mm-hmm. Like, so you basically have to key your defense on them. It can't just be a one-guy job. So, But we haven't seen a defense say, okay, we're going to take away Chris Thompson. Because until we see that, I guess he's going to keep producing. But at some, point, at some point, I guess you say, let's just tackle a guy on a screen, right? Because the screens have been mm-hmm. the biggest part of what we've been doing. And yep. that's what stinks about Trent being banged up. Is I, I, I'm curious to see how much it affects our screen game. And then last week we ran a screen for a big play anyways. Mm-hmm. So With the big fella leading the way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we, we said on the podcast last week, the Reds have the best screen game in football. Just the, the way they design it, they're just so well designed. And you can get Chris Thompson in space. He, I don't know if there's any other player in this team that's better in space than him. I mean – Jordan Reed is great, and, and, and Jameson Crowder is shifty as hell. But Chris Thompson, if you give him an inch, he's going to take a foot every single time. Mm-hmm. I, I also I, – I just want to see us throw the ball downfield more. Give them a chance. Like, just throw it downfield. How many pass interference calls have we had downfield? Probably none. None. Not, not one. Not to my knowledge. Yeah, because we don't throw the ball downfield. At least, like, even if it means just th- throwing it up, giving your guy a chance. Like, you got – I think that's what's annoyed me the most this year. Is I like you'll see one-on-one situations where it's like you can just throw the ball up, but then we hear that he doesn't like doing that, and it's like that doesn't make any sense. I was just going to say, doesn't like doing it. The the coach told us, head coach told us, the quarterback doesn't like making those throws. You were something else. Think think about that. (laughs) You were something else, Kirk. Think about that. That's insane to me. 
like if you if you're throwing the ball to Doxon in practice, then why would it possibly be that anytime you see him one on one in those scenarios that you don't just have the you don't feel the impulse to just chuck the ball up, man? You know the answer to that. Kirk Cousins is petrified of throwing interceptions. Kirk High, but he's we're still not bashing the... your quarterback. Don't think we're hating right now. No, it's, it's, you... it's a Chinese riddle. I, I don't have the answer. It's, it's, I, I don't, I don't understand it. I, I just don't understand it. Yeah. I, I, I don't think that helps our offense. I think it, so. Absolutely what you're telling not. me is you have to throw the ball to someone like Deshaun Jackson in order to throw the ball downfield? That's pretty much how what many, you're How many of those are in the league? So basically you're just not going to throw the ball downfield anymore. Mm-hmm. And then the one time you did throw it up to, to Josh Doxson, you got a touchdown out of it. Mm-hmm. One time he threw it up the prior – well, he did drop one before, but Chiefs game, he actually came down with it. Gave him a chance. He caught it. Bad pass, but he still caught it. And that's the whole point. You don't have to – like, you don't have to throw a perfect pass when you have receivers like that. So, do you need to do it? Like, I, I don't care if you don't like doing it. What do you mean you don't like throwing the ball up? Like, I just, get out I just, of here. I just wonder what Gruden's face looks like when Kirk tell, tells him that in the QB meetings. Like what do you what do you mean, son? You don't want to throw the ball down the field? <laughs> he gets the Chucky real quick. Exactly. Because right now our offense is very like our offense is zero to twenty, Cliff. Nothing yeah. beyond twenty yards. We're just not even twenty yards is pushing it. Yeah. It yeah. seems like we're a zero to ten right. offense right I now. I was being generous. Yep. Like we hit Vernon on a on a seam route every now and then. Mm-hmm. But you got to at least give the defense something to think about other than, you know, a, 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 a check screen down. pass. Yeah, check right. down and screens. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's it's hard to, to kind of discern what that's all about because, you know, Gruden's play calling is – I don't want to call it conservative because it's not, but there's not really a lot of, like, trickeration or anything like that. Even with Deshaun out, you didn't see a lot of, like, downfield passing when Deshaun was out of the game. Uh, you thought that with him letting him go and, and the way the offense has been run these past couple weeks that they would take more shots, but they just aren't. I mean, they've taken literally two all season and they both went for touchdowns. So, Say I it again, and they both went for touchdowns. And they both went for touchdowns. <laughs> it would seem Jeez. that you, you want to go back to that well because it's barely been tapped, but um, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Hey, we want to win tomorrow night. We need to take some chances downfield. Yeah. Most definitely. Against the Jalen Mills of the world. Like, if you can't take, an, take a shot downfield against Jalen Mills, come on, man. And Patrick Robinson? Who's having come an on, okay man. season? It's Patrick Robinson. I don't know. Yes. Like, fuck. <laughs> come on. Yeah, man. Uh, just that, uh, You got to find a way, man. Just got to give him an opportunity. You're not going to survive against the Eagles with this 1 to 10, 1 to 15 BS. No. It, it's not going to fly because their front seven is so good. And Malcolm Jenkins is so good in, in you know, in the box and around yep. the line of scrimmage, you got to take a chance over the top because I don't care how good Philadelphia thinks Jalen Mills and Rodney McLeod and Patrick Robinson and Rasul Douglas, who's my man, by the way, are. <laughs> well, why is he your man? <laughs> it's West Virginia. It's West Virginia. <laughs> the pride of. <laughs> But these guys aren't guarding our guys down the field. You just have They're to take shots. Not. You got to take not. a shot. Mm-hmm. See, see, this is what I'm saying when we talk about our corners, right? Huh. Their matchup is tougher yep. than ours is. Like, yep. we have better receivers, and I think even with guys out, our corners are better than theirs. Mm-hmm. Agreed. So, 
I know it's like, well, Norman's out, Breland's out. Oh, I'm so worried. But their corners stink, right? Like, their corners should be a concern for them. They seem to be surviving. So, throw the ball up the Dachshund Wham. Just get it to him once. Give him a chance. And let's get him more than 19 snaps. Jeez. Gruden, Gruden's response is to why he gets so little snaps. It's almost like Gruden's talking like it's someone else's job to put him on the field. Right. It's, his responses are like, well, you know, I don't really know why he doesn't get <laughs> Like, for real? Like, what do you mean? <laughs> You're the coach. <laughs> but they said he was going to play a little more this week, right? He's playing. He's going to that X. So we're going to find out. He did, right? He's going to X. He took him in the first round. <laughs> Playing them 19 snaps. Right. That's not, it's not a Laquan Turnbull here, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just think the guy needs targets. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, you, you, you can't do much with two targets all game or three. Yeah. Like, what? That's on. nothing. Three targets. <laughs> Your first target you caught was a touchdown pass. The next you two didn't... were bad out routes. Well, I won't say bad out routes because he ran the routes well. The passes were Oh, horrible. yeah. One of them was just a really bad pass. There was that one. I think it, it went, went straight first to the sideline. It was it's into like, the sideline. The guy's an incredible catch radius. If he can't even make an effort to catch the ball, that means you threw that ball nowhere near him. Come on, Kirk. So we got to get him the ball. Yeah. But there's so many guys where it's like we got – like Crowder, got to get you the ball. Reed, got to get you the ball. We don't even talk about Pryor anymore. We don't even talk about him. I mean, he, I don't even want to. I don't want to fry Pryor right now. That's kind of why I'm laughing. But as far as I'm concerned, he's oh. moved down the target list. We have Stri- other players that need to be getting the ball right now. If he's open, throw him the ball. But outside of that, he should not be the focal point of the offense. He needs to get bumped down considerably. That's just me. Nah, I mean that. That's a fair. That, that that's a fair statement. I mean, he hasn't done anything to earn this number one status. So let the other guy get a chance. The guy that he, who missed all last season, took in the first round, and you said all summer that needs to play more for the rest of the offense to be successful, and he's not playing. Like, am I? What am I missing here? Before they told us he wasn't healthy. Now he's healthy. He's getting yeah, people don't even talk about him being hurt anymore. Nope. They don't talk about the killers. They don't talk about. The, the, and he's missed injuries that he had over the summer or last year because mm-hmm. he's perfectly healthy. So why mm-hmm. is he not playing? You can't. It can't be because he doesn't know the offense. Oh no! But see, but now he's like we talked about before. Like he had been practicing a lot. So now that he has had multiple weeks of practice, now it seems like Rudin is more comfortable moving him to that spot. Mm-hmm. Right? Like he wasn't. It seems like he wasn't getting that that spot because he wasn't always available. So, yeah, right. Give him the, I think it's just giving him an opportunity because you're not getting much from your receivers right now. Nope. So now you just got to give him a chance. Yep. I agree. I definitely agree. So let's talk about the run game a little bit. Um, I know with us getting Rob Kelly back this week, uh, it should be a boost to the run game, and you're going to need it because the Eagles have, have been one of the better rush defenses in the NFL. I think they actually rank first in rush defense this year of all teams. So, uh, any chance that the Russians get a run game going against the Eagles on Monday night? I mean, we know it's going to be tough sledding. <laughs> You've already mentioned it. Eagles front seven is pretty damn good. I mean, but you got to run the ball. You got to get some sort of run run action going. I think getting Rob back might help us. I know he's not the flashiest quarterback. I mean, I said quarterback. He's not the flashiest running back, but 
we need to get him some touches. We need to at least keep them honest to get that play action going because that's where Kirk excels in. So we you're need to have, run the football tomorrow night. Yeah, you're going to have to get that. You have no choice. Yeah, but how much of that, those rushing stats in terms of yardage are because they have started well? Like, they, they seem to jump ahead of teams in the first quarter consistently. I don't think the Chiefs had incredible problems running the ball on them, though, right? So, sure, the yardage is, is what it is, but I don't think that's necessarily because they have some incredible front seven. I think it's because they've been up 10 nothing, 14 nothing, early in games. Right, and this has caused you to have to break tendency. So now you have to give up the run a little earlier. No doubt. Plus, your corners stink. Why would I run the ball? If your That's true. Mm-hmm. Take advantage of where they're weak at. Don't try to beat a dead horse. Yeah. The front, that front seven is nasty. Yeah, they got some good players up front. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. But uh, yeah, like like Corey said, uh, you got to get the, the run action going because without it. You have no chance of getting that ball downfield. As much as we've talked about getting the ball more than 20 yards down the field this week to make something happen and get some easy points, it's not going to come without run action. I think I read a stat last week that said Kirk is the best quarterback in the NFL right now, according to PFF, in play action passing. So, you know, without the threat of a run, it's, the whole offense is going is just gonna, not going to work. It's not going to work out against a team of this caliber on defense. So you got to try to fight to get away to get the run game going. And like Cliff said, that starts with not falling behind the game. If you fall behind 10 nothing, 14 nothing, then I, I just don't see how this works out. Well, if it's 14 nothing in the first quarter, which obviously we don't want to see that situation, <laughs> don't just completely abandon the run. No. You know what I mean? And you got, you got to stick with it because, like we said, Kirk, that's what he does, play action. That's, the run game is going to help him in that play action situation. I don't think we want Kirk just dropping back five-step drops for four quarters. No, that's, that's bad. It's bad for everybody involved. It's bad for business. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but look, that's also made things a lot easier for their quarterback, too, because they've been playing ahead a lot. That should be noted as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh, I, I think the issue when we the last time we played on Monday night was our offense wasn't on the field the second half of the game. Right? Because guys got banged up. And the Chiefs had the ball a lot of the time. So, to me, if we don't have a scenario like that, then I, I like our chances, man. Like, I think we lost that Chiefs game because guys started dropping like flies. Well, also, Philly's not going to drive on us like the Chiefs were. I mean, we, we allow them to extend a lot of possessions with those stupid penalties in that Chiefs game. But, yeah, like I said, a lot of stupid penalties. Philly's not going 15 plays, 80 yards. They're not, I just don't foresee them doing that. Maybe I'm wrong, but I just, I just don't see it. Yeah. I, I hope you're not wrong. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I would, I would have to look at the stats, but I, I don't – the Eagles only strike me as a team that just – they're a lot like – who they're a lot like? I mean, they're, they're, they're very similar to the Chiefs in a way. I mean, not, Minus only, the, not only the comparisons – yeah, not only the comparisons to, between a Andy Reid run offense and a Doug Peterson run offense. I'm talking about just the fact that they're quick strike – is so dynamic. They can just just gradually get to like the 40-yard line and then they can just strike so fast and get a, mm-hmm. a touchdown from deep. It's just whether it's on a long pass or a catch and run or whatever, they're just the type of offense that's not going to drive 80 yards on you, but they don't really have to. So that's something else for the rest of the defense to look out for because there's nothing more demoralizing than playing stout defense on a deep on a offense that's been rolling and then 
having them crush you from 60 yards from deep for a sec. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, yep. that's not a good look. Yep. Or when you get stops and then someone commits a penalty on third down. Preston, offsides. <clears throat> Preston. We gave, we gave the Chiefs, what, four first downs? Yep. In that game? Yep. Might have been five, right? Should have been off the field on numerous situations. So, if you can just keep the mistake, like you're going to have to play, you're on the road Monday night, you're going to have to play a good game. Mm-hmm. So you can't afford dumb mistakes. And it would be nice to get some turnovers. Hey. That would be very nice. I told you earlier in the week, Eagles are plus four in turnover differential, man. We need to call some turnovers. Yeah. Did we have any turnovers last week besides just the one to end the game? No. No. Yeah, man, that's that's unacceptable, man. Just the defense needs to be more opportunistic, and I, I can't really complain about defense. The defense has been honestly really, really good this year. But um, yeah, just we didn't have any versus Kansas City, right? Uh, no, not one. No, nope. wow, yeah. So it's only two, one over the past two games. Paging Ryan Kerrigan, sack, force, fumble. Paging anybody? That, I mean, that's what started that game for us, Week One, when he got the pick. When he got the pick, so. We're going to need special teams, defense. Someone is going to have to, outside of the offense, going to have to create a short field mm-hmm. scenario for us because we haven't been getting any of those. Can we block a punt? Say it again, Paul. We can we block a week? punt? I don't even know if we can because we haven't done it in so long. Seriously. We can't. We can't. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I, think, I, think it's been, I think it's been shown. Like, we don't oh, block man. punts. We mm. get punts blocked, but we don't block no damn punts. Can we get a good punt return? That I'll take that too. Yeah, like, our special teams has given us nothing. They've done nothing, nothing, absolutely nothing. Like <laughs> <laughs> it's ridiculous, man. At least they haven't given up any big plays. I can't say that. So punt coverage, kickoff coverage, they've done well. But because Crowder them, last year, nothing. last year I think Crowder was like first or second, or first or second punt return mm-hmm. average. Mm-hmm. This year, it's terrible. Got nothing from. Him. I don't even know if it's his fault. Honestly, I mean. They might just be kicking the ball away from him because he doesn't really get a lot of space on these punt returns. Oh, yeah, I'm not blaming was... him. We, the punt, the punt, the punt block could be terrible. Oh yeah, Except, no, no doubt. They, the whole unit has just been bad. So. Yeah, this isn't even about. It's just like at some point though, we need we Something. need someone to do it. Like we because like, we can't keep playing against these good teams and needing to go eighty yards. Mm-hmm. We need a short field. Yep. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. No. So uh, let's get into our predictions. But before we do, let's let's go through our little trivia question. Can you guys tell me the last mm, time? Mm, mm, mm. Uh, 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 That's that uh, sounds uh. our music. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the Redskins tomorrow night are going for their third win in Philadelphia. Something that hasn't been happening here a lot. Can you tell me the last time the Redskins won three straight games at the Eagles? Woof. I'm going to say that was definitely Gibbs' one era. It's got to be when – who's that terrible coach they had before Ray Rhodes? Was that Rich Kotite? Ray Rhodes. <laughs> right, like right before they hired – Andy Reid was after Ray Rhodes, right? Yeah. But yeah. The answer before Ray Rhodes you. was Rich Kotite, right? The answer's going to surprise you. I was, I was, well, then, really? Then what the hell is the tw- – <laughs> <laughs> No, because it was before it was before Kotite. Before Code Tight, so it was like Buddy Ryan. Before Buddy Ryan, good old Buddy. Oh, so this uh, is back like when they stunk. I'll say the third one was '87. Because I know it wasn't when Randall was there. 
I'll say 87. The Redskins haven't won three straight games. The last time the Redskins won their third straight game in Philadelphia was on November 10th, 1974. Yes! It's been 43 years since the Redskins won three straight in Philly. What was that, George Allen? That was George Allen. I don't even know the fuck they had. I know the, the bet was open for like two years. That's how long it's been. The bet mm. was like three years old at the time. Mm. So mm. Mm. that's how long it's been. Well, let's make well, it happen tomorrow. Sounds night, about man. right. <laughs> yeah. Sounds yeah. about right to me. I was going through it and I was like, well, ho- hopefully early 90s when they had Kotite and we had Gibbs and we were rolling. Nah, you haven't beaten them three straight in so long. I was just like, damn, it's been that long since we've beaten three straight in Philly. But mm. I mean, three straight's a lot, though. Yeah, yeah, it is, especially within Although, the division. I'm sure they beat our ass three times straight. Down I, they definitely did. <laughs> you know, I know McNabb used to come in here and torch that ass, moonwalking all over the damn place. Still Shit. looking for Mark Carrier's ankles. He, he has no idea where they are, dog. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I'm looking. I'm looking at the series history right now in FedEx. Donovan and them dominated. Dominated yeah. us for a long yeah, but, time. But you know, when Donovan and them were there, that's when none of the teams in the division were in good shape. It was their division. Yeah. Like all three of the other teams in the division were struggling at that time mm-hmm. when the Eagles were dominating. Like that's when the Cowboys were playing like Quincy Carter, Clint Stoner, Ryan Anthony Leaf, Wright. Right. Yeah, Anthony Wright. Like we had we had the Spurrier era. Yeah. And never forget the Giants, Kurt Warner year. Never forget. Right. Giants had Kurt Warner one year. They had mm. Eli was first starting. Right. Right. Like he, Eli had first got the league. Was it was it Kent Graham? It was Kent, Kent Graham, Graham was the nineties, right? Yeah. Kent they, Graham, Armani Tumor, Felipe Sparks. Felipe <laughs> Sparks. Hey, shout, shout out to his Horner. daughter. Shout out to his daughter. Absolutely. Batty. But, <laughs> but, but that see that's the thing though, every other team in division when they've had dominant eras has won a Super Bowl except for your sorry asses, Philly. Mm-hmm. All you got is division banners raised. <laughs> division banners, Cliff, don't damn division it. banners, dog. You know how I feel about division banners. Eagles got plenty of those. <laughs> I was arguing with one of my Philly fans. It, we, we, the guys on this podcast know Mark Fisher, and he was uh, he's one of the most. Uh, Let's just say he's the epitome of, of Eagles Twitter. Let's yeah, just say he's that. a standard Eagles fan. Standard procedure. Standard. And he was talking about how shitty an owner Daniel Snyder is. And I was like, well, you know what? Daniel Snyder may be a son of a bitch, but you know what he sees every morning when he walks to his office? Hardware. <laughs> what does your man right. Jeff Laurie see when he goes to his office? Checkmate. He sees, a, he sees a paper with a division title. It just says division champs on printer right. paper. Yeah, man. That trophy case is collecting dust. You need to put something there that's going to, like, be a little bit, maybe put like a, a do it yourself Philly cheesesteak station there so people oh. forget that you don't have any Super Bowls. I don't Collect, know. Their, their trophy case is under construction. Right. <laughs> ain't no collecting dust, nothing, because ain't nothing in there to collect dust. <laughs> they don't have a trophy case. We should be a trophy bums. case for. We should be a trophy case for. You got no trophies. Chuck McNair's ass. That'd be like if I bought a, a, that's like having a China cabinet. You ain't got no China in your whole house. <laughs> should be a China cabinet for. It's like smoking. Y'all, y- y'all got Kool Aid, no sugar. Ham, no burger. Right. <laughs> it's like having a, uh, what are those things they put cigars in? A humidifier. Oh, that's like me having a humidifier. No cigars in it. <laughs> it's just there to chill it. <laughs> that's the Eagles. Got trophy oh, case. Man. Oh, man. Hey, as, mm. I don't care what happens. As, as long as I live, whether Rice is win another bowl, whether they don't, I don't, I don't even care if the Cowboys get a bowl. 
as long as the Eagles stay championship list for the rest of my life, I could die a happy man. <laughs> for real, straight up. Because as obnoxious as Eagles Twitter is, I'll always have that in my back pocket. I always have the ace card. Y'all motherfuckers. But that's don't the, have that's the funny thing about the Eagles, right? Their history is one of failure, right? Mm-hmm. Their most famous team is a team that never won anything. Mm-hmm. How many like the Eagles? Does Eagles defenses with Reggie? These guys have Reggie White, Jerome Brown, Seth Joyner, all these players. Mm-hmm. Randall Cunningham, Chris Car- Carter. No Super Bowl. None. Your most famous teams couldn't even win. Zero. Zippy. All your famous four is your quarterback threw up in the huddle during Super Bowl. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's your NFL films highlight. Hey, Donovan, that was, he was puking like shit, too. I was like, God Throwing, damn, but Donovan. The, that play <laughs> sums up the Eagles fan base. Mm-hmm. It sums up the Eagles in general. Yep. In the biggest moments, they throw up in the huddle. Bums. So, I'm not expecting much out of them. Nope. We'll, we'll, see, we'll see them tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you know which way my predictions leaning because there ain't no. I picked them the first time we played them. I thought they'd beat us. Yeah, so did I. So, so yeah, let's get into that clip. Go and start us off. What, what's your prediction? Hot take. Go for it. So I'm gonna go 27-20 Washington. Ooh. Uh hot take. I think we get defensive. Uh, I think we get at least one turnover force that leads to us starting in their territory. I'll take it. I'll take it. Mm. I, I know Corey's hot take, but let's see what his. Uh, oh, if man. it's Jock Doxing again, I'm putting, I'm putting <laughs> the, the kibosh on this podcast. It's done. Over with. You're like, Doxing, Doxing, uh, 150. Hey, there's only, only times Look, I can man. hear that. I can't hear at Doxing some point, every week. At some point, they have to fulfill the hot take and get that man the ball because he's that man. But I won't do it today. I'm not going to do it. I'll let Paul do it. Shit, maybe when you don't do it, is the day, week will happen. Don't worry. I'm not going there. With that said, I think this game is going to be very tough for us tomorrow night. And as much as I've been bashing Philly on this pod, unfortunately, I think we're going to take an L tomorrow night. Wow. It's going to be 24-17 Eagles. My hot take is Jordan Reed gets a double-digit catch game, over 100 yards and a touchdown. But I got us losing tomorrow night. All right, man. Trust me, it hurts me to really say that. My heart is racing right now. (laughs) People forget that Kirk. Prove me wrong, guys. People forget that Kirk owns Philly. He does. Kirk owns Philly. And it it took the worst game he's probably played as a Redskin in some time. Whoa, whoa, yeah. In some time. Nobody's seen some worse ones than that one. People forget that Kirk's worst game. I was about to be like, No, it's the worst game he's played in some time. And we were still down just five. In some time? You mean since week 17? What? You mean his worst game since week 17? (laughs) Hey, all I said was in some time. It it technically had been like 10 months. (laughs) Frick. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. (laughs) Technically had been like 10 months. I digress. (laughs) Wrestling's played piss poor week one. They out for a measure of revenge. You're not as healthy, but you know what? You're clicking on all cylinders on defense. The offense is still due for a big game. They still haven't had the big game breakout that I've been looking for all season. I think they go into a hostile environment tomorrow night, 
and they come away with a W. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say, uh, I'm gonna say 26-20 Redskins. And you know what? Hmm. 26-20 Redskins. I'm gonna say we're gonna be the first team this season to give Carson Wentz a three interception game. Count it. Oh. He's due for one. I've been saying it for a while. That it's coming. It's it's coming. When I see him play. It's I hope coming. it's tomorrow night. I hope it's tomorrow night. I know that. We should also know we have the most under Gruden since he's put Cousins in the starter. Skins have the most wins in the league as underdogs. Because they're oh. always underdogs. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. It's true. What, 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 we're talking about straight up wins, yeah. not covering the spread. Like, these are straight up wins. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, I'm expecting another one tomorrow. I think this is when we play our best in these scenarios. It's when we're dogs. And uh, plus, I hate the Eagles so much. I can't pick them to beat us twice. That's not. Nah, it's not happening. Yeah, I'll be straight up. I'm not picking them to beat us yeah. twice. I respect the Eagles as a team. I think they're a very capable team. I think they're better than I thought. I anticipated them being this year. But yeah, there's not a fan base I I loathe more than Eagles. Just uh, say what you want about Cowboys fans. I think Cowboys fans are funny because I just can't take them seriously. Eagles fans dig deep. They really do. The Cowboys fans have a sense of humor. Right. <laughs> yeah. I found that my friends that are Eagles fans don't have a sense of humor. They're just annoying. They generally are delusional about yep. their team. And that's what's so funny about it is because their team has never One. accomplished anything. Nope. Nothing. It's like, Nothing. why are you so confident? Mm-hmm. You've never seen your team do anything. Nothing. You can't even go. F- the only thing you can find is Chuck Bednarik lifting up a trophy that had no name. Just the NFL championship trophy. <laughs> right. The game was probably played in like Fort Wayne, Indiana, or some <laughs> shit. <laughs> so it probably was though. It probably was. It's probably played in some industrial. Welcome to the NFL Championship game in Buffalo, New York. Hey, <laughs> welcome to the NFL Championship game in Muncie, Indiana. <laughs> <laughs> We are live oh. in Louisville, Kentucky. Right. The NFL Championship game. Can you imagine my man coming out? Like, you are looking live at the NFL Championship game from Des Moines, Iowa. Like, <laughs> like straight, like, so they're, uh, I don't really have, like, all of my Eagles friends fans, I know you guys and Fish, you know, they, but there are a lot of them. They're all like him. And they're they're all the same. They have all no sense them. of humor. Not not. Oh God! I hate the Giants are the team I hate the most. Yep. The Eagles are the fans that I dislike the most. And there are and some the Cowboys, fans I just generally there. just dislike the Cowboys. But they're the Cowboys are funny because their fans they never stop talking. Mm-hmm. But they're usually pretty funny people. Is what I found. They have a sense of humor, Cowboys fans, because they know. They know it's going to fail in the end. Mm-hmm. And then they're not going to talk to their friends for a couple months. Mm-hmm. Eagles fans, they don't know it's going to fail. <laughs> Eagles fans. It's probably, it's like they're, they're, it's probably they're, they're just, their souls have gone dark and they're hardened from a life of living in a shit pile of a city named Philadelphia. That's me and all that cheese whiz. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Anyway. I'm going to have Meek Mill on my matches tomorrow I'm talking to shit, but mm-hmm. hey, come at me. <laughs> Meek, hey. Meek Mill, the most famous rapper. Right. 
<laughs> Even their famous rappers are known for taking L's. L's. <laughs> Straight L's. It's like an L to a rapper from Toronto. <laughs> You're getting bodied by singing. Yeah. <laughs> from Toronto, Canada. That's who bodied you, man. He's running, through the, he's running through the six. And every time you see him, he's, he's taking a fresh L. You saw him in the jump where he, he's like shadow boxing somebody and he's throwing mm-hmm. this, the most weak jabs. I'm like, why would you think this is smart to put on the internet? You know we're going to fry you, right? I was like, me? What in the? What are you doing? What's the tarnation? I remember after he broke up with uh, Nicki Minaj, there's that picture of him. I think he's in a casino. We got sweatsuit on. But he got like both hands in his pockets. He like he just took the worst L ever. I remember that. <laughs> Demeanor is just the worst. <laughs> oh, takes man. nothing but L's, man. Mm, right. No, mm, mm. oh, well, a terrible rapper for a terrible city. What can I say? <laughs> now he's, he's fitting because he's, he's an okay hits. rapper. He's got some hits. Like yeah, he's he is fitting for Philly because he's an okay rapper. He just he would he just, never win the rap he, battle. The he rap loses battle, a lot, right? Ring. Exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just like the Eagles, they're okay, mm-hmm. but they lose mm-hmm. a lot. Yep. I also got no respect for a city that builds a statue for someone from a movie. Right. <laughs> Ridiculous. That'd, that'd be they, like they, if somewhere there was like an Independence Day statue of Will Smith. In some <laughs> city. Welcome to Earth. <laughs> <laughs> Right, like oh. they gave, and they didn't even give Joe Frazier one. Don't even get me started right. in that city yeah, itself. Mm-hmm. How you build a statue for Rocky and not Joe Frazier? Cold. I mean, I know how, so we won't get into how. Yep. But that's why your city takes L's. Mm-hmm. Drink. You should have made that a cheese whiz. <laughs> <laughs> Shitty ass sandwiches. Right. <laughs> oh. Uh. Anyway, <laughs> that's all I Actually, have for you. This guys is gonna tonight. be our weekly we're gonna have a weekly segment where we just shit on the opposing city <laughs> to the point. Oh don't Dallas is coming next week. I can't, yeah, can't that, Yes I, it don't, is. Don't get, don't get me started on Dallas. I think that's gonna be our new segment. We're gonna have a new segment where we just trash the city. Just go in. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna make a lot of enemies on this podcast, aren't we? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway. That's all, that's all I have for you guys tonight. Thank you again for being with us. Make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at 50gutblog and on Facebook at facebook.com backslash 50gut. Remember to follow us on Stitcher, Overcast, Google Play, and iTunes Podcast Store. Podcasts everywhere. So like, subscribe, tell a friend, tell a friend because the podcast is out there. Click that like. Yes, sir. Guys, thank you again for being with us, man. Appreciate it. Enjoy your no football problem. Sunday. Enjoy your football Sunday. Football Sunday. Hey, let's go Niners. Get this W and get ready for Cowboys week. Yes, indeed. Yes, sir. All right. Hail.